Well, I'd like to give you a good morning and welcome to our service this morning, um, to a time of worship that we can gather together in uh, wherever you might be, if you're watching on the, from your sofa or wherever you might be this morning. Um, it's, uh, may the Lord bless you in, in your, your daily walk with Him. And, and may our thoughts give praise and thankfulness for who, who Jesus is, what he's done, and what he's doing in, in people's lives, in our lives, and, and what he's going to do. And uh, we have that to look forward to uh, because of his promise of his word. Uh, he is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He, he was here before anything began, and he's going to see it through to the end. And someday, as believers, we're going to be in his presence and we'll be able to see the one who gave his life for us, uh, for you and me. And what a joyful time that will be as we look forward to it. We're going to talk a little bit about joy today. And uh, but before I do, I want to remember that this is Independence Day, is it not? It's Independence Day weekend. It's what, 244 years ago, I believe. Um, we did the math correctly this morning and I hope I hit very close. But uh, uh, I, I trust that you think of all what entails uh, that we're, we're thankful to be, to be living in the USA, as Lee Greenwood would say. Uh, thankful for that. Uh, thankful for the freedom of worship at this point in time. And, uh, and let's just pray that this continues for our, our children's children as well as uh, they grow. And, uh, Materialize and have families themselves, and uh, as long as the Lord tarries, uh, may the freedom of worship and our opportunity to gather as believers continue in our country. I'm just thankful to the men and the women who have given their, their lives. Thank you for the families as well that have supported uh, their families and went through times of war, times of trouble in the past. Um, preserve our freedoms and uh, to protect our country when they were called upon to do so. Um, there's many in Taragrium that um, they went away to do just that and some didn't return. But even though that we're in a small community our old country has felt that years gone by, and we don't take it lightly, those sacrifices that family members and community has made. And uh, we thank God for their willingness to do so. So if you're out to this morning, just thank you for the support that you've given. Just thank you to those who continue to wear the uniform, to those who serve in our local levels, first responders, to law enforcement, um, to medical staff, uh, on and on the list goes for those who have protected uh, us locally and nationwide as well. Uh, definitely, definitely to be thankful for. And we have a lot to be thankful for in this, in this country that we live in. And Let's not forget nor abuse the freedoms that we have and our, uh, 
them as for granted, but to remember that which was given. You know, as I look at different things that happened in my life in the past few days and years, there's some reminders of, of God's grace, of God's dealing with situations, of um, things that happen in our lives, some things good, and some things not so good, okay? Most of you all know what this is. If you're in northern Minnesota, you see that this is just a, a basket for fish, okay? I realize that's a bit off, but uh, I went through the barn the other day and I saw this thing hanging there and I was thinking about that. And, and you know, life is full sometimes of losses. Uh, in fact, Robbie Zacharias, who passed away this, this uh, spring as well, listening to a message that he gave. And he said, sometimes there are things that do happen in our lives. And he was saying this in a message that he was telling about writing a book. And in that book, it brought memories back to him, evidently, of things that weren't so good and things that he maybe regretted. But Robbie said that he came to a place where he had to take those things and put them at the foot of the cross and leave them there. And uh, I thought how well that was said. And, uh, and now Robbie's in the presence of the Lord and uh, God here. Uh, created him and provided a way of salvation for him. He is there and someday we're going to see. But, uh, with memories, yeah, I brought this along this morning. We got, uh, this is one of three that we own. <laughs> you know the other two are? They're in Whitefish Lake. Okay? Uh, the first one, the first one I can remember losing uh, is that we had it full of panfish and probably smaller northerns. We toiled, yeah, I call it toiling, it's fun. All day in the rainy, wet day, we couldn't hay, we couldn't fix fence very well, that sort of thing. And as the day grew on, the guy running the boat got concerned about getting out of Whitefish Lake, the way we used to go up through Johnson's yard. Some of you guys remember that. And, and uh, well, well, let's go, you know. So we got our poles in. The boat took off. <laughs> this was hanging over the edge, one of these, you know. And while the motor was a little bit too strong for the tensile strength of the wire that was hanging on to the, and this wasn't in the boat, it was out of the boat. So you understand what happened, right? Okay, yeah. Well, that took care of that. And that was, you know, the ride home was quite silent. The rest of the day, we didn't talk too much about our fishing. And then there was another day that we went out there, and this time we had the, we had the old net in the boat, okay? So we put the first few fish in the boat, in the net, and now and then, okay, it's time to throw them over. <laughs> yeah, you're right. This time it wasn't even saying anything. And then it went to the bottom, so if you're out there trolling someday and you find a you can have it. <laughs> but you know, there are some things like that in, in life.
lives that are they're, they're just lost and you've got to leave it there and go on. And as Robert mentioned, even at the foot of the cross, we continue on with our lives until he brings us home. Luke chapter 15 talks about some losses and gains. Losses and gains uh, are something that that uh, we hear in the financial world, and we prefer the gains. Uh, wins and losses in the um, sport world is uh, also something that's looked at, and the team with the most wins, of course, uh, advances to the playoffs and hopefully are come out on top. But so we're, we're kind of used to that back and forth a little bit. But uh, yeah, as we think about that, life is, life is full of, of different things that come our way. And, uh, and there's different reminders in our lives of his constant care. And of things from his word as well. Uh, in Luke chapter 15, there's a parable, three different parables, three different stories that Jesus talks about to the um, tax collectors and some of the other individuals that were there. My Bible called the other individuals notorious sinners, and I guess I'd fit right into that group. Um, and Pharisees and the teachers of the law were also there. And then Jesus starts telling one of three stories. And um, the first story uh, was brought to my mind uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, this is a real loose translation, but it had an Angus cow had twins, okay? And she lost one. And uh, not in death, but she just kind of lost it in the grass. The thing got far behind and uh, got dehydrated bad. And so finally I had to, had to pick her up and uh, throw her in the ranger, take her back and, and eyes were something in and it was really bad shape and uh, dysentery bad. And so I wound up tubing her and eventually she came back around and we got feeding her as a bottle calf. The grandkids had a chance to be there and feed her time. And that got, calf got better, and now she's back out with her mother, okay? So that, that was kind of a happy ending there. But I couldn't help but think of the passage that we're looking at here. It says, if a man had a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the ninety-nine others in the wilderness and go to search for the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. And when he arrives, he will call together his friends, his neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me. I, I went home and told Suzanne and Ryan that rejoice with me. <laughs> rejoice with me because I have found my lost cat, chief. In the same way, there is more joy in the heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and have strayed away. And that is really the key to that set of verses. The joy that's there when something is found, when a lost one is brought back, when something is lost, is found. And we can all identify with that. Uh, we've all lost things and and, and for me, my first reaction is usually, 
is ask my wife. Where is my whatever? And uh, so, and when it is found, you know, even in small situations, you know, there's, there's gladness. But here it talks about a person coming back to the Lord or coming to know the Lord and how important that is above everything else is to know the Lord or if they're out there and if they're straight from the Lord is to come back. And the Lord is there and he's available and he's willing to welcome anybody back no matter what situation they found themselves in or no matter how bad the person thinks they are to begin with, he is there. And he's there with open arms no matter who the individual is or who we are, you are. He's there to welcome you back. He's there to save you. This next portion of scripture deals about a young lady who lost a coin. We were playing volleyball one day, one afternoon, one evening, in fact, over at some friend's yard. There was a, a engaged young lady that was there. And uh, in the process of swatting the ball back and forth over the net, and I don't know if the, the ring fell off, okay? Yeah, and so we quit the game right then. That was it. We, we stopped right then. We got on our knees. It's almost great. Um, <laughs> got on our hands and knees and shoulder to shoulder, and uh, we found that ring. And, and I think it's still on Heidi's finger. <laughs> Verse 8 says, suppose a woman who has 10 silver coins and loses one. The Bible tells us that the Palestinian women receive 10 of these rings, or coins, excuse me, as a wedding gift when, when they got engaged. Um, besides the, the monetary value of it, um, that didn't enter into that, did it here? I mean, uh, besides the monetary value of it, it also had the sentimental air part of it. This was given to them as a special gift. Um, and it would be extremely depressing, distressing, sad to, to have lost that which they had been given. But let's go on and see what happens. But when she finds it, she'll call in her friends and neighbors and say, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost coin. In the same way, there is joy in the presence of God's angels when even one sinner repents. And how, how true that is. It's not only true in heaven, which we read in Scripture, when someone comes to know the Lord as their personal Savior. The Bible tells us that there is rejoicing up there. In the presence of God's angels and in the presence of believers as well. When some individual comes to know the Lord as their personal Savior, what joy it brings because we know the happiness that is there. It's not only just looking forward to, a, a, they used to say, pie in the sky, looking forward to a time of being in His presence, but 
while we're here walking on earth, we have the spirit within us that walks with us. God, part of God himself is within us. So the Bible teaches us that we have the spirit within and he is there to walk with us. He is there to communicate with us 24 seven. He is there when you wake up at three o'clock in the morning and you can't, can't sleep. Talk to the Father, your heavenly Father, for he hears and he will answer. Maybe not immediately, but he will answer. And that I can attest to. And so he is there. Hallelujah. And as this parable continues on, we go into the, the prodigal son. And we've heard this story many times before. But allow me to read and go through it one more time with you, if you will, and just look for things that perhaps you have not seen before. And look for the love of the Father as it comes out through there. And invariably, it's the love of our Heavenly Father that is pictured here as well. But let's see how he responds here. To illustrate the point further, we see that Jesus continued on. The man had two sons. The younger told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. Doesn't look like father debated with him at all, does it? Uh, was no argument. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, the younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land, and there he wasted all the money and wild living. Can you think of the sorrow that was upon that father's heart at that time? It wasn't there very long, but then about that time his money ran out. It tells us a great famine swept over the land, and he himself didn't have enough to eat, didn't have anything to eat, he began to starve, he began to get hungry. And so he persuaded the local farmer to hire him. And he sent, the farmer sent him into the fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him. But no one gave him anything. The Bible doesn't tell us how long he sat and thought about it, but hunger pains probably didn't go away. And it might not have been too long. But when he came to his senses, he said to himself, Boy, at home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare. And here I am. I'm dying of hungry, hunger. I'll go home to my father and say, Father, I've sinned against both heaven and you. And I'm no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me as a hired servant. I'm willing to throw a lot away. Maybe I'll throw away the aspect of I'm your son. You don't have to claim me anymore, but if you can just hire me and feed me, I'll be willing to come back and serve you. Father didn't wait too long when the son come back. The Bible tells us so when he returned to his father and while he was still along the office, father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. He went and got him. He just didn't stand there and say, huh, here comes that rotten kid. What does he want now? Need more money? Want to live in my house again? No. He went and showed his love, just as God shows us his love. 
He ran, got a hold of him, kissed him, and he said, and the son said to the father, I have sinned against both heaven and you. No longer worthy to be called your son. But his servant, his father said to the servants, right away, he didn't discuss the matter at all. He just turned to his servants and said, quick, bring the finest robe in the house, put it on him, get a ring for his finger, and sandals for his feet. Kill a calf, we've been fattened. We must celebrate with a feast. For the son of mine was dead and was now returned to life. He was lost and now he is found. So the party began. And I think that's where we're going to end this story this morning. One think about the gracious forgiveness of the father's love for a prodigal son. And how that father welcomed him back. Didn't ask what you've been doing. What have you been into? Uh, can I trust you? Um, you can't live in my house. It wasn't that at all. He was there with open arms. And that's what God has done for us. He's opened his arms. He's welcomed us into his family as believers. Now that's so be thankful for. So in closing, just a couple things that I want to bring to our attention and repeat once again. In the book of Luke, the Gospel of Luke chapter 15, we see that our Heavenly Father's desire is to, to find those who are lost. And to be united with them or reunited if they have strayed. He is there with open arms, and then we can see the joy of the Father to see a child come home, to see a wandering sinner come to him, and see the joy that's there, the importance of it. And it's also there the joy of believers as well when someone comes to accept and believe in Jesus Christ as Lord. Well, today, as we consider Independence Day of our country, we can also be aware of our independence and the penalty of sin because of what Jesus did on the cross and offered to us salvation. And our dependence is upon him and him alone. And on the one who loves us, provided a way of salvation for us.